in the past I would have. What is the separation between why in the past I would have gotten frustrated to why I don't get frustrated this time? Kia ora whanau. welcome back to the Pocket Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Headley. This podcast's focus is helping you to decrease overthinking, overwhelm, and stress in your life uh, by understanding the basis by which is causing these symptoms, also looking at scientific understandings behind why these symptoms occur, and exploring step, uh, simple step-by-step -step practices to help you to move through these challenges. I am still figuring out my introduction. That was a terrible introduction, but I do not care. We're rolling with it, and I will figure that out as we go. So, yeah. Today's frustration. I could have gotten very frustrated. That's funny, eh? <laughs> this is the topic I am sharing with you. I could have gotten very frustrated about the fact that I didn't get that correct. In the past, I would have. What is the separation between why in the past I would have gotten frustrated to why I don't get frustrated this time? The separation is just this one thing. My expectation versus reality. My expectation, yes, of myself is to perform at a high quality. At the same time, I also anticipate that mistakes will be made and I expect myself to be able to bounce back from those mistakes by learning from those mistakes and then moving forward anyway. In the past, my expectation was to get perfect execution. When perfect execution wasn't uh, the result, resu the actual result versus my expectation was separate. There was a separation. Now, the amount of separation that is between my expectation to reality is how much I will feel frustrated. It's that distance. It's the discrepancy. So if you look at how much you feel frustrated about a certain thing, look at how much distance is between your expectation and... Uh, the reality of the situation. Then look at the intensity of your expectations. So it's not just about the space between, but it's also about how intense that is. Those two variables are what will enhance the level of frustration you experience and how long the frustration goes on for. But then there's also the fact of, of the matter that we a lot of us get frustrated about the frustration we experience. So we feel frustrated and it's like, oh man, why am I so frustrated, right? So now we compound the frustration. So there are all these layers of frustration and then we get complicated and we get overwhelmed even about the frustration and now it's chaos and oh, the world's ending. No, so <laughs> let's take a step back and let's look at it from a very simple observational standpoint when you look at frustration, right? Now we can talk about it, yes, as a, um, as a high cortisol stress adrenaline reaction and it is a fight response that we mechanistically are designed to do uh, whereas that symptom can also be a flight response where we uh, run away right so we flight um, but there are also various other fight mechanisms such as getting angry um, uh, and then there are various other flight mechanisms such as getting anxious. So there are many ways that these symptoms can come out to play but it's going to depend on our programmed uh, mechanism based on the particular scenario. So for example, for some people when it comes to love, right, their reaction of maybe fight might be in play there but then when it comes to work, right, and, and education, their reaction of flight might be in play. So there are, are gonna, there's going to be different relationships with different types of scenarios that we have, and depending on that relationship will depend on the way that we react. Now, we're just focusing on frustration for this one because, you know, there, there are various other symptoms we can talk about. We already addressed how it's a separation, the intensity of separation. Now, if we were to step back and peel it back a layer to really go into a deeper layer because going to the depth of it um, and going to the root of it is going to be the most productive thing we can do, 
It's asking ourselves, why are we frustrated? Now we understand the what, which is the frustration is the space and the intensity between reality and expectation. That is the what, by the way, that's not why. The why is understanding, okay, well, why is my expectation here? And why is my expectation this intense? That's the why. I'll use an example. If my expectation is that I am a nice guy and someone calls me a dickhead, okay? Excuse the language. I hope I'm allowed to say that. Um, and, you know, I've been called many things um, with the work that I do um, naturally because, you know, I'm going to step on a lot of people's toes and I'm going to you know, tr naturally trigger a lot of people. And I I've accepted that. Now I have, so it doesn't really trigger me anymore. Occasionally, it'll, it'll get, I'll catch myself feeling it. Now, in the past, if someone called me a dickhead, in my mind, I would be playing out the idea that what if they are right? What if I actually am a dickhead? Occasionally, I'll make myself smaller. Occasionally, however, I would react. I would fight in the, if it was a comment section or if it was like someone stating it. I would fight it by reacting because my identity was that I was a nice guy. This person is challenging my identity. I don't feel comfortable with that because I haven't, ex I haven't been able to accept that other people will not see me the same way that I see myself. And therefore that separation leads to the frustration, you see, and that expectation versus reality leads to frustration. So I feel frustrated. So I react to the situation and I get frustrated with the person. That's how it used to be. The thing is now, if someone did call me a dickhead today, and yes, I've had people, you know, say things that maybe are aligned with that. The reason why I can more fully accept it and I am more calm about it is because not only am I anticipating that people will disagree with me, so I've already got that expectation to meet the reality, I've also as well come to a place where I can take a broader perspective and realize that the source of uh, that type of comment is coming from somewhere that is much more sour within them, meaning they feel down enough or miserable enough to a point where they feel the need to comment a negative comment about another person in order to make themselves feel better about where they're at in their life. And that is something that I can have a lot of compassion for because they're obviously at a point where they feel so bad to a point where they feel the need to make someone else feel bad so that they can feel better about themselves because they don't see another way in order to feel better about themselves. Now, that's something that I can absolutely have compassion about today, but it's only because I can take that broader perspective and actually have that as an experience, not just an idea that was presented to me by some other podcast. In other words, if you're just listening to this, it's not just going to suddenly apply. It's gonna be something that's gonna be integrated by you actually seeing that for yourself by taking a step back within yourself so you can see that. So now not only does my expectation, which is, and my anticipation, which is people are going to think that I'm a dickhead, meet re the reality, which are, yes, people will think that people do think I'm a dickhead, right? But also as well, it, when it does happen, my, I am less attached to this identity of needing to be this nice guy image in every single person's mind because I feel a deeper level of compassion for the fact that hurt people hurt people. And you've all heard that before, but the meaning is true because when someone is down, in order for that person to feel better, quicker, they would, it's easier for other people to feel down so that they can match other people's experiences than to suffer there, not just the sadness they feel, but also the comparison to others that others are happy and now they are sad. There is a, a discrepancy between them and, and um, themselves and other people. Just as Tony Robbins says, it's much quicker to blow up the entire city than to build your building taller than every other building. <laughs> so in other words, to bring everyone else's buildings down is much easier 
than it is to build your own building up, which is why our natural tendency as human beings, unfortunately, primitively, not consciously, primitively is to take that type of action. So there are two methods to help yourself bring back and decrease levels of frustration you experience. There's bringing together the expectation and reality and trying to decrease the separation that is there. That is the first method. And that is done by frameworks, reminders within yourself when these experiences occur. Uh, it is also done, uh, you can do it through what's called future journaling, which is a beautiful method that's shared by um, the holistic psychologist, Dr. Nicola Pera, uh, where you simply write down uh, when I would normally experience frustration when uh, Jeremy calls me a dickhead or just when someone doesn't agree with, I will zoom out and look within to see what kind of pain they are experiencing that leads to them saying this. That's quite a long form example, but that is something that you could write over and over again and the act of writing that over and over again in a journal journal format and doing that multiple times, not just one, one like a one time session, but actually doing multiple sessions will actually ingrain that thought process into your mind so you're more likely to think about that when the trigger occurs. So that thought pattern will more likely process. Of course, practicing that through um, going within yourself and meditating on that is a great way. It's a method that I love to use. You might not be there where you love meditation the way I might. So you might prefer the journaling method or you might just consciously think about it often so you remind yourself often. And by doing that, it's going to help you to change that framework. The other way is to change the meaning. Now, we talked about the meaning being um, before. The meaning was that if someone else thinks I'm a dickhead, therefore I'm a dickhead. Now the meaning is, okay, someone else thinks I'm a dickhead. This person is suffering. This doesn't change the meaning of what I perceive myself as. And the need of other people's minds having the perception of Kieran Headley as this image of nice guy is no longer a requirement. That meaning is now changed. Naturally, as a consequence, that separation of expectation and reality now disintegrates. So those are the two angles you can approach it by. One more quick example might be if... Like a great example that I was um, that my client brought to me was that they were getting frustrated naturally um, because a, a particular client of theirs was taking a lot of their time and they didn't have much time for other um, for like all their other clients and they needed to serve them. So naturally that frustration arose because their expectation was that this person needed to take less of their time. So the two approaches was one by having a, a specific conversation so they could change the reality of that so they could bring the reality closer to the expectation where they can actually con like consciously say, hey, my intention is that this conversation is going to be 10 minutes because I, I like there's all these things that I need to do after this conversation and then following through with that intention. That is bringing now reality closer to the expectation. That's another way you can, you can do it, but it's still the same kind of method. And then the other method is by changing the meaning of it, realizing that uh, this person that is taking a lot of um, his time is not conscious that this process is occurring because um, they are probably so engrossed in the challenge that they are having that they need to they feel the need to consume so much time of you to the point where they're not even realizing that is that it is hindering you so it's realizing that it's not even personable and that it is it is not disrespectful from their end but it is a unconscious process that they are stepping into so practicing these two methods are going to help you to not just change the meaning and decrease the separation of expectation versus reality but as a consequence, naturally, you're going to feel less frustrated on a regular basis 
and also in terms of the intensity or frustration as you go about your life so long as you continue to practice this routinely. Because it's not just a one-off, just because you might find a result in one area of your life doesn't mean it's just going to naturally fix every other area that you're frustrated in. It's consciously practicing it in all areas of life, all aspects of life, um, by bringing a primary focus to this point so you can decrease overall frustration as an experience for you. And then you can live life with a bit more peace. That's a beautiful thing. If you found that this podcast in any shape or form was beneficial, uh, you learned something, you had some insights, uh, please go ahead and share it. It helps us reach more people that uh, will benefit from this kind of content and uh, helps us change more lives. That's the idea with this. Um, of course, subscribing and you know reviewing and all the rest helps us reach more people too. So one or the other, or all, if you're a really generous person, thank you. <laughs> I love you guys and I will see you next time.